Welcome to Permaculture Freedom Podcast. My name is Cody and I'm your host. This is a show about cultivating freedom in our lives so we can be our best self. Freedom to live a beautiful, regenerative lifestyle that inspires our families, our friends, and our community. To transform our lives and reconnect to nature within. It's a revival of our roots. Roots that run deep into the earth. We were born for this time. We were born for this time. Thanks for joining me on this beautiful journey. Thanks for showing up. Welcome to the show, Yeri. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you. It's been a while that we've connected, but this is actually our great honor. So thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate it too. Um, I'd love to just get started with our conversation. Just tell us more about yourself. Oh, well, uh, so let's see. I was born in... No, I'm, I'm joking with that. But, <laughs> <laughs> I want to um, hear that too. <laughs> um, well, based on... on we, we've known each other for, for quite some time now, but as you know, um, I grew up in, in Puerto Rico. Uh, I was born there um, back in the 80s, and it's been a, a big road of, of traveling and living through different places to ultimately end up where I am today in Michigan, um, place I call home. Uh, and, and let's see, I, I grew up in a... In a pretty big family compared to to perhaps what what the common family nucleus is these days i grew up in a family of seven uh, and we always spend a, a quite an amount of time together um by the way we're we were i have with all my siblings we're all boys or all guys so there were some some good competition going throughout the years um but one one of the things is that with all my family, everybody's involved in, in education. So I think that <clears throat> the whole, a lot of my upbringing was surrounding a learning, discovery, and, and sharing information with each other, right? Sharing things with each other, not just information, but doing things together and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up very actively, my, my family, was very open to promote us to do different things um, and, and for each of, of us in the family to find our our niche. What do we like? What do we want to do? Uh, they were very supportive throughout the years and, and ultimately that, that helped each of my brothers and, and myself to find things that, that we enjoy. Um, I think one of the biggest things that family provided was uh, the opportunity to to meet other people and, and travel abroad uh, that i know that it's very rich <laughs> i want to say that it, it provided a lot of rich experiences yeah. um over the years uh, over the years i've i've found out that that probably impacted me in the way that, that I connect with others and, and the way that I try to understand um, the world we live in. 
and and it, it I still remember a lot of the the good times I I passed in in most of my travels. But besides traveling and 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 enjoying cultural experiences, uh, so I was very I was very involved in in active things, being outdoors, um, being part of of different export programs or or outdoor programs, camps, and that sort of thing. Um, so that led me to to the to the I want to say the the trap of competitive sports. <laughs> and and no, I'm just not a trap, but you know I'm trying to to make a little light joke about the whole part of of sport realm, right? Mm-hmm. And and what we know it today with with all the, the sports being a big part of entertainment and that sort of thing. But um, I found myself uh, in a in a natural environment with with competitive sports and, and mainly because it provided me the opportunity to compete against myself, right? Mm-hmm. Even though that in some occasions were competitive, uh, were team sports, what we were talking about. But mm-hmm. um, a lot of my upbringing included that, the arts, the music, and and finding inspiration that way. I, I uh, grew up in a, in a very active town. I mean, I'm from the metropolitan area in Puerto Rico, so you have lots of people, lots of cars, lots of noises, and, and, and well, a little bit of a tropical environment too, because it's not just buildings and, and cement. Um, but by my dad being involved in education, um, he was a professor at the University of Puerto Rico. I spent a, a ton of hours in that campus growing up. And, and basically, since I wasn't going to um, to classes specifically during my my free times in there, I was just what climbing trees, checking the campus, you know, exploring things here and there, <laughs> trying to pass the time. Um, but that led that definitely led to a to a connection um, into into well the education world. I, I didn't discover it until way later in life, though it's not like I just followed the path of education after that. Nice. Um, but part of my my upbringing came out from that, and and later later on in years, due to sports, um, then discovering other other countries outside of of the Caribbean um, and other languages. I, I didn't necessarily I didn't grow up a, being bilingual or anything like that. So so that that came with that as well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I love that you're talking about the education because I think that that brings you kind of full circle to, you know, where you are now. And I'm just curious, you know, what what along your path, you know, from growing up surrounded by family involved with education to, you know, then playing in in sports and, and being an athlete overseas, you know, what what brought you full circle back to you know, that, that connection to education? That's, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I think that the, it, it probably all begins with the funny side of, I was not going to be any sort of teacher. I mean, because most people in my family are uh, involved in education at that level. I was like, no, that's, that's, I, 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 I can, I, I'm going to like something different. <laughs> and, and the, the, the irony behind it is that now I am a teacher and I do <laughs> enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
so so growing up and and growing up in involved with people in education brought a lot of good conversations in terms of of learning you know and and, and of learning reflecting and reassessing and mm-hmm. and being curious about continuing to develop within your your specific or chosen topic right mm-hmm. it's not it's not like my family was very into like no 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 school is the way to go and you need to do schooling until the end of time or it was never like that mm-hmm. um, it did provide a a lot of curiosity within learning Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up too around that time that the internet was doing its boom. So then that added on that aspect of like, oh wait, I I, I have the opportunity to search information in in, in computers. Um, it wasn't like now that I have Google at the palm of my hand, right? But uh, it, it that was kind of of what joined it that. A path of discovery. Um, so I went from from doing the things that I wanted that I wanted to explore uh, to slowly see how how the world functioned in in the performance area. So, for example, um, I started playing sports, right? And I continued to play sports and and got opportunities to play professionally abroad, and I. I went and played soccer, my, my preferred sport, um, in, in Romania for a little while. But uh, that was like the, the pinnacle, one of the tops of, of that career. But mm-hmm. the experiences that I learned through that kind of led me to, to, the, to the learning teaching process. First, teaching myself and teaching people around me, you know, friends or, or people that wanted to, to learn how I did some things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that for me wasn't like, oh, I'm teaching. It, it was more like, oh, cool, I'm connecting with you. I'm sharing information. And, yeah. and, and I, then I learned from you what, what, you know, what you give me back and whatnot. Um, and that experience was the, probably the first catalyst into then let me that then led me to a to a short gig um, in, in that introduced me to coaching, coaching soccer in this case, but ultimately end up being coaching people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and through coaching was that then I I later to um, found out that I really enjoy teaching others, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I learned a lot from coaching from from the process of teaching i i even learned stuff that i'm like man if i would have known this stuff from you know (laughs) back then it would have been a lot nicer um but experiences experiences like that uh, brought me to that full circle of of finding education has has my my niche my inspiration my my way of going um i do get up and want to learn more about some you know so sometimes it's random stuff, but I do want to <laughs> learn more. Um, and then hopefully at some point I can share that with, with whoever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's basically how it goes. Yeah. Well, I love that you mentioned that, that part about, you know, as you just kind of discovered through just your, your natural inclination to start sharing, you, you really learned so much more through that process of, of sharing and teaching. And I think that this is the, the, you know, the part that we've talked about before about being a teacher, you know, that action also 
you know, full circle is someone who is just a lifelong learner and really so curious about the world and learning constantly. And, you know, it's, it's interesting, different, different words, you know, in in English coaching and teaching and, you know, sharing all these different words. I'm curious specifically because you switched to the word coaching and, you know, coaching, (laughs) coaching, you know, traditionally has been an athletic term, but more and more it's become, you know, used for so many other things than sports. And I'm curious, do you feel like there's a difference between, you know, coaching versus teaching? And, you know, if there is, what would it be? You know, um, I think by definition, they they do have different meanings. Um, mm-hmm. I think mainly because of the focus of of how it's being traditionally used. Um, I, I guess that the way I ultimately try to to see the world, I have found so many similarities that I, uh, I, I do use both words as, as meaning almost the same, really. If I were to, to define them um, in two different terms, when, when perhaps I think about coaching, I might think a little bit more on a, a, on a, on a long, long, term process mm-hmm. right where where has teaching then perhaps i see it and perhaps it's more because of, of my current role and positions mm-hmm. that i see it as a as a short-term process um, but in teaching we are well this is this is not the way necessarily that it's done right so i don't want to provide a definition about teaching right now in in, in, the, in this sense but we're talking about we are then trying to provide a certain information to someone, right? And, and trying to, to teach them, uh, get them to understand something. Whereas mm-hmm. perhaps in, in coaching, we are guiding others into growing themselves to do better at what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. So, so that's, that's where I maybe see the, the difference in between the yeah. two terms um but but i really try to to connect them both because yeah. at, the, at the end of the day when i'm when i'm teaching i'm trying to connect individually with students mm-hmm. and and there is a lot of, of coaching to do through that process about about things in life and and or connect them to others that will maybe coach them at a later point but as you say coaching has been used traditionally on a on a sports stance or something like that and and really, you know, I mean, you get a, you get um, females coached through pregnancies, right? You get doctors coached through um, through their practices, right? Mm-hmm. When 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 they are almost at their terminal level of of their education, you get us coach each other. I mean, you coaching and, and guiding others through through your podcast and, and land by hand. So there there is right there there is a little bit of, of both involved. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well yeah, thank you for trying to pick that part a little bit because I yeah, I was just thinking about that. Um I'm curious what what does you know we're using the word education a lot. I'm curious what what does that word education mean to you as someone who's been a coach and a teacher and a curious learner in life. So let's see. I I mean for me what it means is it's discovering discovering learning about about something. Right. I'm educating myself in in this process. 
and even by being a teacher trying to be in this case i um as we've introduced i um now teach at the college level and i'm i'm trying to perhaps getting more immersed in my own topic so i can so i can discover more information that i can put out there for others to see but yeah. but try but i guess learning in the in this process of learning i'm also learning for myself right i'm discovering things for myself so education it's it's about growing the knowledge that, that i perhaps possess in mm -hmm. in something um and yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's one of the ways i can probably clarify it right now yeah no thank you yeah i'm i'm wondering like i some of the things i'm thinking about now are you know it, for you as a coach and your experience and, and teacher you know what are what are some of the moments that stand out to you when you've had a lot of success with people you know you've just felt really strongly connected individually or you know with a small group or whatever it might be and you know what what sort of situations come to mind for you oh man that's 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 good yeah i those are the moments that i enjoy a lot it, and they they really they really boil down to the moments that um the the students or people i'm guiding pupils are get their aha moment that's that's usually one of the most successful ones yeah. um things that stick with me are moments where i where i really connect with the with the students right or or players if i'm coaching athletically or or even coaching through life but when when we really see each other has like oh this is your position and i and and, and my position and, and we 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 leave that out of the conversation and it's like no it's just I'm, I'm trying to help you to understand this concept and then you finally understand the concept i mean those are the success successful moments that stay with me for a long time and mm -hmm. and i've i've got those through different experiences i mean um i i end up in teaching because yes i did grew up doing a little bit of of coaching well not grew up but my a few of my first job experiences were were coaching on, on the sports level and and it wasn't I think I, I found it more successful when I help students translate what we did athletically and, and they use it to, to something in their lives, like um, learning what the perseverance, persistence and resilience is, mm -hmm. and, then, and then going into their lives and then sharing at a later point how they persisted through a through a tough moment in their lives or or they they develop resiliency through things that had happened on their uh, you know at their schools or or in their houses in their homes or with friends that's that's how i found out that hey education is it's really something i enjoy mm -hmm. um and and it went from from coaching to then later on coaching in an educational setup because um, I, I had experiences uh, such as the one I shared with you when, when we were part of the Conservation Corps um, or uh, later on trying to coach within uh, the high schools. Uh, uh, I was working for a period in, in, in high school coaching at-risk youth, mm -hmm. you know, and those experiences were the ones that really 
were the catalyst and, and, and said, open my eyes to like teaching. It, it, it's a profession for you. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about, as you were talking about those different situations, um, really about, you know, that aha moment that you mentioned, um, you, what, what sort of traits have you noticed in uh, students that have that aha moment? You know, do they, do they have any specific ways that they approach learning differently than others might, you know, is there anything that you've noticed that, that really leads them to that, that point? I think that it's, it's when they are really to, to my, uh, the, the best way I can describe it is that it's when they are really trying to learn or understand something that they are interested in, mm -hmm. right. Or interested about, um, and I probably apply that to myself. You know, if I, I'm currently going, um, I currently, I started recently my, my path to, to do a PhD. Yeah. And there are things that I want to learn and there are things that it's like, well, that's required in my line of work, but it's not my preferred mm -hmm. topic or my preferred thing. Those are a little bit harder. You know, I do get to some aha moments in there and there I definitely feel like a, a weight off my shoulders when when I understand those concepts or things that I'm not totally interested in because then I feel that I don't have as much pressure. Mm -hmm. But the, the the joyful ones are the ones that, you know, I'm, I'm interested in, in a topic or I'm interested in, in something I want to learn about. Mm -hmm. and, and I go all in and I, I surround, I immerse myself and I surround myself with information i surround myself with with people that share that that either have the knowledge or have the experience or, or you know share for conversation um and then i learn it then i feel like wow this was so easy and and i think that what made it easy really was my interest my motivation my inclination to want to to get that and that's that's what I found with with the students. It's like they they get it, they they take it faster. You know, they um, process it faster. They enjoy it more when when they really are into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Then that's that's why I was kind of asking about that too, because this is something that Megan and I talk about too in our own approach to education and teaching as well. Is like you know this word enrollment, right? So it's like. If when when people are showing up to a workshop or a class or, or a place of learning um, that you know they've chosen to really fully participate in, there's a whole different sense of motivation there than you know like you were saying about doing a PhD and having some things you're excited about and some things that you just are kind of mandatory, right? So it's like, right. you, know, you know, we're talking about permaculture and you know essentially you know the shortest definition of permaculture could be you know working with nature rather than against it and so you know kind of working yeah. with inner nature you know going with that flow versus like really pushing against it with that that resistance and i think that's where this kind of comes full circle to really being a great teacher and you know i'd, I'd love to know a little bit more for you you know what what you think about that and and really you know what how that kind of has come about for you in this process? Um, well, part of, part of it has been, part of it has been enjoying the experience where I have learned even a little bit of, of teaching. Um, 
throughout throughout my development. I mean, we can. One of the greatest example was was my time with you in in the conservation court. You know, I <laughs> I I did a very short term in there, um, and and it, some of some parts of it I enjoy them a lot, and some of them I struggle a lot on them. Um, and, and and really, what I enjoy of it was uh, the part of of teaching when when we were part of a group and we had youth that mm -hmm. wanted to learn about what we were doing and wanted to learn a lot about uh, nature and and we were able to spend the time connecting with them and teaching them um enjoying that aspect of it uh, led me to then find then a different position that i would be in in a, in a similar role right uh, as, a, as a mentor to to uh, another person mm -hmm. and, and, and so forth after that. I mean, uh, I, I took roles, you know, I grew up from coaching a, a, a small team to coaching and, and managing a full club. Uh, I took, you know, I had roles of teaching on one classroom, whereas now I coordinate a whole department and, and you know, and, and have a full college team and competitively and that sort of thing. Like mm -hmm. there, yeah, those roles have progressed, um, but that's how I have, that's how I have found not going against the the, the current, right? And, and yeah. kind of enjoying those small moments that then later make me realize like, you know what, you actually do enjoy doing these and, and this is your calling. So let's let's get better at it, and mm -hmm. and more things will come. And that's how that's how really I have the role I have these days. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that yeah, that's that's interesting. Kind of that natural process of it coming to you, you know, realizing you know, like we we talk a lot about teaching as an action, you know, teaching as a verb versus like the teacher in in quotes quotations like the, mm -hmm. the the noun of you know being a teacher and I think that's really where the the art and, and the science come into play and I, I'm, I'm curious for you you know what what has what what have some of those skills that you've needed to cultivate to really be you know that that teacher and actually use that word as opposed to you know when you first started out just kind of sharing and, and teaching oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> Some some of the skills have, have come easier than others. I mean, um, I think that I think that some of the most important skills I have found, well, a interpersonal relationship and, and, and skills, communication skills. Uh, definitely, I probably regard those at the or put those at the top of my list. Mm -hmm. um, regard them as the most important because we are really communicating with others and mm -hmm. and at the most basic level it's now not different than you connecting with your parents when you were younger and they and then teaching you about you know how to use something in the kitchen how right. to use some appliance or how to make your bed and right and the connection to them is what what kind of open your ears to hear them <laughs> and and I, I guess that those skills i have enjoyed I'm, I'm, I'm a social person too so i guess that i have had the, the, the opportunity to develop those in in different um social setups but that has 
played a big role in, in my, in, in my um, career, right? But also in my life. Um, other things that help in this process of teaching too, it's, it's well, listening. That's a big one. Um, it, the process of teaching is not just telling someone stuff, right? I, I, at least I don't see it like that. Um, it's, it's a lot of, of discovery and discovery with someone. Yeah. Um, and, and there are processes, of course, the, the, the role when I'm, when we're teaching a course, when I'm teaching a course, or even when I'm coaching, yeah, there are things that I have to, I have to set up and then guide the student to, to reach the point that I set up. Um, but it's not about forcing them to get there. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that when you're developing some sort of, of teaching skills, coaching skills, if uh, communication, listening, speaking, um, dominating vocabulary, um, being organized, right? Being able to, to construct the idea of this is the point that we are, this is where we want to go, these are the objectives, and, and these are the different signals that are going to let us know that we're reaching that objective. Mm -hmm. Having that in your toolbox will send you for a long time <laughs> in a positive way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's, it's like, you know, when you say it that way, it's this process of guiding, right? You're this guide, yeah. right? You're, you know, the wayfinding and, you know, each person is, has their own kind of inner compass, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'd love to know, you know, you talked a little bit about forcing and, and things like that. What experiences have you had maybe initially starting on this path of teaching that haven't been so positive that have been quite struggling? And, you know, what did you learn from that? Um, let's see. Uh, the struggles. Well, the struggles have been part of, of what, I have found have made things better today. You know, I, I, I mean, I don't think I'm at the end of the road by any means. I'm, uh, I'm definitely beginning. Yeah. But they, the, the struggles is what what makes today a lot more pleasant and, and a lot more enjoyable. So, um, learning the the environments I like to be part of, um, or the ones that provide me with the more most joy. Um, learning the, the topics that I probably find more happiness in. So, for example, I when I first thought about this whole part of, of teaching, right? We well, you and I were in the in the conservation core, and mm -hmm. and really we were teaching a lot more about nature. You know, very very uh, natural science with a with a social science mm -hmm. kind of realm, right? Um, I, I love those topics for myself, but that's not really what I necessarily enjoy teaching, right? So I, I was during that period, I was doing that to enrich myself as well, like immersing more, more myself in those topics. Um, but that led me to not, not to tell myself, hey, you should be like, just saying it kind of, of as an example. You should be a science teacher. No, it's just you enjoy teaching and learning and guiding, you know, yeah. and coaching. So, okay, let's go into the next process, right? Yeah. Um, and, and my next step was going and, and seeing classes of, of other teachers, how they run them, how they do them, and, and, 
and shadowing them. Mm -hmm. Through that shadowing process, I went and shadowed topics, you know, classes uh, that uh, once I reached the classroom, I was like, I don't see myself doing this at all. Mm -hmm. Um, But I understood behind that, that it's, hey, this experience just told me one or two points that I don't, that I don't like and, and I wouldn't enjoy, but I still would enjoy the, the, the teaching part of it. I still would enjoy, you know, I'm, I'm getting closer to, to, to my, to my hand moment, perhaps <laughs> in that end, I'm, I'm getting closer to that moment. So let me, let me continue. Um, I remember I went and saw one of my first thoughts was, hey, I, I could teach Spanish, right? Spanish is my first language. Grew up in Puerto Rico. We speak Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, we do learn English. It's an official language in, in the country. But um, I, really, we, we, learn it, we learn it at a, at a rural level, mm-hmm. right? The same way that you would learn Spanish over here in schools. You, mm-hmm. you learn the rules and everything, but not conversational in a mm-hmm. way that it's going to be um, easily used. Yeah. So that took me a while. But then living here, right, I, I thought about, hey, maybe I should be a Spanish t- teacher. And after shadowing uh, a teacher for a while, I was like, oh, man, this, I would not enjoy this mm. as my career path. Yeah. Um, but that didn't took me out of it. You know, I just mm. it just helped me learn something that it, it helped me learn what I really needed to learn, which is you do enjoy what we're doing. You just need to keep finding the the spot that you would like the most yeah yeah do you feel like you found that spot oh definitely definitely and and i still have some questions here and there but so my current in my current role this is the the funny part of my current position is i a a friend of mine um locally saw that a a coaching role was open for the for the women's soccer team in in our college in michigan Mm -hmm. And, and he thought about me. So he just threw me, you know, a, a private message. And, and he was like, hey, I think this is a great fit. And when I saw it, when, when I read what he sent, I was like, well, I mean, yeah, I do enjoy the coaching, but I'm, I'm not sure that's the only thing that I, I found completely fulfilling. Like I'm, I'm still in the process of, of finding that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I go and I read the, the description of the role and I'm like, Okay, this is a, a try role in one. It's I'm, I'm the head coach of the women's soccer program at the college. Um, a full time professor at the college as well, um, and and the, and then I coordinate the, and manage a, a department um, from a structural level, from a from a which I give it the sense of the business level, which is not business per se, what I'm doing, but I do like to, to build things. I like to construct things, right? I like there, there is an entrepreneurship part of, of me that I still need to continue discovering and finding. And so um, in that coordinator level, I am building, you know, I'm currently designing um, two degrees for, for our college within, mm-hmm. within my area of expertise, but I'm designing two degrees for, for our college. Mm-hmm. Um, every semester, um, I create a, a, a new class at least uh, for, for the college that the college didn't have before. So in my current position, I'm, I'm coaching, I'm teaching, and, and I'm also building, creating um, a side of it um, for that kind of 
scratches all the itches I have in terms of professionally. And, and so it, this is a, a good role for me. I mean, I, when I read that, I was like, wow, I think I'm going to be great at all these. And, and really, that's where I've been since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember when you were telling me about it and we were talking about how it seemed like this job description was basically writ written just for you oh man yeah (laughs) where are you at on this journey i mean it's it's been like everybody it's kind of meanders and ebbs and flows in different directions you know and i yeah it's it just goes to show what it takes when you kind of follow your 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 heart and your path to to where you go in life that's how that's how it is yeah Yeah. and it's it's taken you know it's taken a while i i've started something different on my undergrad Mm -hmm. Um, actually, in my undergrad, I, I've tried to study like at least five different things throughout my college career. I changed yeah. a few times. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> right. It, it, take us, it takes us a little bit and that's okay. Um, if, if you ultimately continue pursuing and understanding that, hey, we, we all have, we just, we all have our timeline too. And, and it's a matter of understanding what we like about things and then nurturing those things we like so we can get more of that um and and then yeah even even from undergrad to master's degree i changed topics again um a a little bit i mean i didn't change them completely but i changed them a little bit and and all that has provided all that has has paid off now Mm -hmm. so and it's it's a good role i mean we like is this going to eventually evolve into something different? I mean, I'm open. I mean, part of, part of the whole idea of coming, you know, bringing the circle together and, and going with, with the nature of, of life is being open to, mm-hmm. to what's coming and then trying to mature in a way that is going to evolve it in a way that you're going to be happy about mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, I think it's interesting too, you know, with, with the timing of, you know, the, you know, the, the journey of, of, you know, focusing on education and and your path and, you know, refining this, this art of being a teacher, it's, you know, preparing the way for whatever might be next, you know, you know, raising children, right. That is coming. That is coming. And that, that, it's definitely not teaching and it's definitely not coaching, you know, to its whole sense. I'm, I'm, it's parenting, but I, I think it has a skill or two that I can translate, right? Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Well, it's just like you were talking about, you know, describing teaching was, you know, connecting, you know, building yeah. a relationship first and that, you know, it, it, we, we talk about it too with us. We, we use a lot of nature analogies as we're preparing the soil for seeds to germinate. Right. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's really what it's about. And I love that you speak to that. And, you know, I, it, it feels like a lot of those are, you know, these connecting threads that go through your, your journey are really this, this curiosity. And I'd love to know what, what sort of things are you curious about nowadays? I mean, you got this oh. of a position for yourself and you, are, you know, you, it sounds like you have a lot of freedom and leadership in, in designing curriculum and, yeah. you know, you're excited to wake up and do what you do. So what are, what's a year you're curious about? Well, um, 
probably about a lot of different things. <laughs> but but uh, I, I'm, one of the things that I that I always strive for is trying to see who is who is leading um, who is leading something in in my area in in how I can if there is a way that I can learn from them. So yeah. being, you know, in, in sports coaching, um, I, I looked, tried to look up who are those that inspire me in that, in that area. And, and is there a way to connect with them? Is there a way I can learn what they're doing? Can I, can I maybe learn from someone that has had the ability to learn from what they're doing? You know, like, and, and I use, obviously I use the, the, the web a lot for it and, and the internet to um, try to immerse myself more and all that. Um, another aspect, you know, not only sports coaching, in teaching, in building these curriculums and all, I, I would go, I would try to find where are either nearby or even if he's spread out across the globe, where, where are those people's leading, the people leading um, on that topic. Um, that's one of the things that I am I'm, I'm constantly curious about. So I'm up, you will always see me uh, trying to either reading something, obviously on the internet or, or with a new book or something, trying to um, develop myself in that area. I'm definitely more curious about things that are currently happening um, to very involved in my life. In this case, as we just commented on, on parenting, right? So it's like, okay, there's not, not necessarily like a Nobel Prize for being a parent, but I have a lot of different role models for, for that, you know, and then mm -hmm. trying to learn more on that process. Um, I'm definitely curious a lot, uh, of how I will be able to balance everything I'm doing um, and, and with the process more of, of permaculture as well. Like how can I not only give back to the land, but also how I can utilize it more. So, so we are a circle <laughs> in, yeah. in a daily, in daily living. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. I, I want to ask you a little more about that because um, you, you talked about, you know, learning from some of the leaders in the field and whatever it is you're curious about at that time. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, finding who you're inspired by and 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 looking to those those people and reading, doing that research and discovery. Uh, who, who have been some of those people, um, maybe directly or indirectly teachers or, you know, or ideas, concepts? Um, what what or who have been some of those teachers in your life? Let's see. So uh, throughout the process, in you know, OK, so throughout development i have definitely had mentors and, and role models um and and that's per per the role that i've that i was doing at that time so um, i have found people that have taken me under their wing as well um and without me searching for them uh, doing for example doing doing experiences uh, when we were in the conservation court um i had one of our one of our managers um, was a well the the only guy that was managing us and and oh, I I kind of blanked out of, of his name oh man this is not good <laughs> are you talking <laughs> but, about your crew leader no my crew leader no a, a one it was was it was it um Holly was the whole the the top manager right I think it, Holly was her name but 
it was the guy that was assisting her. Well, hopefully he's not listening right now because I can't remember either. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, but that was, okay, a, long, was a few I mean, years ago. Yeah, we're talking about what about? I mean, it's close to. Nah, yeah, it's been years. But anyway, the whole point being that he he, for example, mentored me for a while because when I, when I was looking for for more uh, engagement in, into the education area of our role with the conservation corps. He actually came from being a social science teacher to to work full time in in our projects with the conservation corps. So he helped me as a mentor at the beginning on on finding the joy on that on that part of teaching. You know, briefly throughout my period there, nonetheless, it, it helped me a lot. Um, definitely in the coaching aspect of things, I have I have had multiple mentors over the years. You know, um, based on on the place I'm I'm working. Um, I had a very good mentor in, in Minneapolis when I was learning a lot about the nonprofit world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was doing a, a, a practicum experience um, as an executive director for an organization. And, and I remember, I mean, he, this guy took me under his wing and, and he wasn't a, a, an executive director on its own. He had managed his own businesses and, and currently was at the at uh, the board directing um, the organization I was doing my experience on. Um, but but he just saw me as like, you do have, you you seem like you're hungry for, for, inform- for all this information and everything. And I think I can help you with that. Mm-hmm. So that probably was one of the most fruitful mentorship experience I've had um, in my life. Uh, but to this day, I still look for those mentors, you know, in, in, to, to a short extent or, or, or hopefully um, long term. But um, in my academic aspect, for example, obviously within my organization, I, I find my organization provide me with, with mentors as well. And I find my own. Um, but in, in aspects that they don't, that nobody coaches you at, um, I, I definitely look for them. I mean, and, and one of those is I always discuss the idea of you, you are trained for, for the role of doing what, well, what, what you're doing. Okay. Let me re- rephrase that. Um, so I, I was trained to, you're training in, in um, performing your job. Right. But then when you are going to be promoted to a, to a position where you're now managing people, organizations don't always teach you about that. They don't always train you on, on how to manage those. You, you, maybe you even got promoted because you were so good at what you did that you got that promotion. But then that doesn't mean that you know what, what the next role entails, really. I mean, we know it in information, but we don't know it. We don't necessarily have the skills, so we have to develop those skills throughout the experience. Mm-hmm. And and I'm I'm in one of those situations right now. So um, my my current organization helps me to an extent, and then I I also find others because I want to be good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that case, I look for for people in a in a similar role at least. Um, a, especially locally, so I can try to, if 
if the opportunity arises, try to meet them in person. Mm -hmm. um, so I've looked at similar roles in, in at the University of Michigan, where, where I'm situated at, or at Western Michigan University, or at uh, Michigan State, and, and I try to connect with the with the people involved in similar roles and, and see if I, I we find a click. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that you brought up that that point, you know, when asked that other question about connecting with people, you know, leaders in the field and and also too, you know, what came up when you're talking about that with, you know, being trained for your position and, you know, it's really about this 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 continual growth. And I think this comes back to the conversation about nature, right? It just it's natural to grow and and continue to learn, right? And Oh, yeah. You know, you talked about researching and learning, reading online and reading books. And um, yeah, I, re I really love that you brought that up because, you know, this, this, you know, this act of reading is something, you know, that we do constantly. Um, a lot of other people that are just lifelong learners, you know, reading is a very strong part of their daily you know, or, you know, weekly routine. And, and, um, you know, this show is called, is called permaculture freedom and freedom, you know, another word is liberty and, liberty. you know, the roots of that word, liber, that, that's book, right? Finding freedom through a book, through reading and through knowledge and learning. And, you know, I think this is what's such a strong connection in our conversation today of, you know, that trait is really what connects all of these different aspects in somebody who finds themselves like you in a position that you're just thriving in. And we talk about that with plants too. Like plants thrive in a certain type of ecosystem, a certain type of soil and, and environment. Oh, right? And so, you know, all of these kind of connections just come, come to my mind as we're talking about this. And, you know, you know, on that, on that topic of, of freedom, I, I like to ask everybody, um, mm -hmm. you know, how, how do you, Actually, I'll rephrase that. What what does freedom mean to you in your life? How have you cultivated freedom in your life and your work and your lifestyle? Ooh, well, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so I think the one of the revolving topics is it's the the way the daily work hours i mean how i constructed so liberty for me has meant that i have the ability to perform in the perhaps in the moments that my brain is mostly active for it and and, and let me let me repicture that reframe that picture a little bit so so it makes sense um so I understood after, after a, especially through, through athletic experiences and, and playing professional sports. Well, I didn't really get used to an, an nine to five type of job. You know, I'm, I'm going to use that as the frame for this because that's, that's where a lot of, I see a lot of the word freedom and liberty. Um, eh, so, and I, I didn't know that until I started experiencing, experiencing those type of jobs. And I, I felt that something was not clicking. And I felt uh, trapped. And I felt, a, um, well, I'm going to leave it as trapped. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I felt things, right? And so yeah. it wasn't until 
reflecting and, and exploration, right? But a lot of reflection on like, okay, wait, what I'm doing, I do like it. It's just what do I need to do to kind of change my my daily processes so I can perform at my maximum, right? And, and, and part of how freedom ties into this is how then I learned that, okay, I do... I do, we all need certain structures, right? And 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 and, and um, rituals, if we call it. But mm-hmm. uh, there's also liberty in my work. You know, liberty in me from switching on my roles. There is liberty on when I get my my work done. It's mm-hmm. liberty on on um, where I do my work. Yeah. You know, I can I can choose the different environments where I'm gonna succeed the most and. Mm-hmm. I've, I've seen liberty that way. I have found liberty that way. Mm-hmm. Um, other ways that I've, that I've found liberty and, and that what liberty means to me is um, being able to express myself through the work I do. Um, and I, not every single role in, in, the, in the jobs, in the, in the job world, right, have that um, opportunity. Yeah. Um, that, but in my case, I've, I've, I needed that. You know, mm-hmm. and, and that has provided me with with a sense of sin that that lets me perform better and enjoy more what I do and, and, and enjoy more, not just what I do, but enjoy life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Well, I, I'm so glad that you said that about, about, you know, the expression through your work. And I, I think, you know, more and more people are, are searching for that and, and trying to to, to cultivate that and it is really so important because you know once again something else that we talk about in permaculture is you know is integration right integrating uh-huh. rather than segregating rather than compartmentalizing different boxes of your life into mm-hmm. these nine to five time frames and five to nine you know so it's it's interesting that you you know brought that up as well because i think that is so crucial to you know living a whole a holistic life, right? Yes. Yeah. And having that expression be a part of it is so, so important and it's inspiring for other people. And that, and that's ultimately, you know, what, what it does for, for people, especially younger people growing up to, to see that and see people at their best. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I I do get a lot of motivation through that. I mean, right now, for example, this might not totally relate to, to what we are speaking, but mm-hmm. right now one of the, the hottest documentaries, that, at least in the sport realm, that it's coming around is the recent um, The Last Dance from Michael Jordan um, and, and company mm-hmm. uh, from back in the, in the 90s when they were winning one of their last championships, or mm-hmm. the last championship. And, and what... what I get the most thrill out of it. it. It's seeing how somebody was try, you know, doing what they could to try to be the best at what they do. You know, like it's yeah. that aspect of it that it's so motivational. Yeah. And, and you couldn't have said it yourself. I mean, seeing others like that, it's it's very motivational. I mean, that's that's why your 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 show, for example, it's it's motivational in itself. It's, I get to learn a lot about. Uh, what's happening from many other voices as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I love that you mentioned that about you know, Michael Jordan and the movie and 
that that mastery um that motivation and curiosity i think you know like we keep talking about that as this this connecting thread <laughs> because it's so true i mean that that's really what this is about and you know I think for you, you've been able to learn throughout your life from different people, different topics, different things, and you've been able to learn the patterns behind the things, you know, Um, you know, I think it's the, the superficial level, the surface level doesn't go very deep when you just like, Oh, that's about, you know, whatever sports. Right. And it's like, Oh, I'm, I'm not interested in sports. I can't learn anything from that. Right. Right. Like we hear these words and we immediately, you know, shut down and, 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 you know, that there's a cognitive dissonance when, you know, there's, there's this great quote we always use, uh, you know, the, it, it, it's a sign of true wisdom to entertain a thought without accepting it. It's Aristotle, you know, ah, like you yes. can learn from anyone. And, you know, we talked about teacher as, uh, as a person, but we're also talking about teaching as an action, as a verb yeah, and, and learning. And it's like, those two go hand in hand and, you know, I, I know for us, like we, we just learn so much more from, from the act of teaching than we do trying to just learn on our own. Right. Yes. And it's that beautiful kind of give and take. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like, I'd love to ask, you know, we're getting close to the end and, you know, there's, Mm -hmm. you know, we haven't talked too much about the word permaculture, but you know, we're, we're talking about the patterns and the, the connection. So, you know, there's a, there's a permaculture principle um, called obtain a yield. And so, mm-hmm. you know, what, what would you like folks listening right now to, to yield from this conversation to harvest from what we talked about? Oh, uh, that's, that's a, that's a great question. Cause I think that if nobody were to remember much of it, <laughs> um, I would say that, finding finding that and uh, finding that one thing that gets you motivated about the topic you like mm-hmm. and and non no stop immersing into mm-hmm. it you know in other words it's, it's like continue learning right like mm-hmm. don't stop learning but i guess I, I i wasn't trying to necessarily sugarcoat it in any way it's just mm-hmm. It's, it's finding, trying to absorb that, that good, positive thing that you like and, and immerse yourself with it. So that way you can feel you are progressing at your desired pace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Well, it's been a wonderful conversation, Yeri. I would love to ask you, you know, I always ask guests how we can support you you know if if somebody really resonated with what you're <laughs> you know wanted to connect with you or, or learn more how would they go about doing that oh well um it, it's rather easy to find in a way um i work for kela community college uh, so you can find you can definitely just search me in there in the faculty section or, or search for their women's soccer team and, and if I'm, I'm always open to, to speak with anyone, right? Um, and connect I, with, with people. It doesn't matter. So anyone, is, it's, it's welcome to uh, write me, message me, give me a phone call. You know, my information is there on the college website. Um, but I think that the best way to not to help 
me, but to help each other, it's it's understanding the value of education and and, yeah. and giving it importance, you know, and, and that's for education at, uh, at not at just at an academic, you know, in an academia mm-hmm. side like a college, but you know, education at the uh, at the K twelve level, at the preschool level, mm-hmm. you know, education that we do on our own um, education that we are now, you know, with all these situations that we're currently going and, and pandemics going and the online aspect of it and, and give it the importance um, and, and the attention that it's, that it's deemed so that way we can use it wisely. Yeah. That's the way we can help each other. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. Yeah. You, you know, I, I I was going to say, you know, you are what you eat and, you know, try to find the uh, yeah. dense, you know, information and, and what you're consuming and have it go towards empowering you, right? And learning. Definitely. And even, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to your courses too. I, I mean, that's, that's part of the power of, of what we have online now in education. I, I'm really want to learn more. Well, thank you, Ayuri. Well, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here to share about yourself. And it's been work. a pleasure. It's Thank been a pleasure anytime. Thanks for being another teacher in the world. Thank you. Appreciate it. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more like it, you can do three simple things right now. One, you can subscribe to Permaculture Freedom Podcast if you haven't yet. Number two, you can leave a short review for us on iTunes. Third, share this episode with a person in your life you think would enjoy it too. Thank you. I really appreciate your support. Until next time, take care, my friend.